We know that war, conflict and violence impact women, young women and girls differently. In times of instability, women, young women and girls are at severe risk of sexual violence, abuse, displacement, increased poverty, trauma and exacerbated issues of gender inequality, health and education access. But when women are empowered, worlds change and sometimes all it takes is the right intervention at the right time. I'm Chavi Sachdev, and in this podcast, I'm going to share with you stories of young women building peace within turmoil, each in her own way, in her own part of the globe. This episode is the second of two produced by World YWCA and Norwegian Church Aid. I'd encourage you to listen to that first episode, which was developed as a digital submission for Geneva Peace Week 2020. In that episode, we talked about how the impact of political and economic upheaval disproportionately impacts women and the importance of having representation in the peacemaking process. In this episode, we'll talk about tools of engagement and the changes to and challenges of fighting against gender-based violence in a digital world. When women are involved, outcomes change. Including women in policymaking is a work in progress, says Maria Clara Osula of Norwegian Church Aid. But it's only the beginning. Women are fighting for representation and a voice, both in real life and in the online world. But there's more. We need to change some attitude. We need to change some perception. We need to do more towards ensuring peace and stability. But how do activists make this happen? A key area of work is to engage the youth and arm them with knowledge and power. And the newest, best way is through social media. Online through apps and tools like Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, and even messaging platforms like WhatsApp and Telegram. And it's become a very powerful tool that they can use to draw attention to violence against women. It also offers them a platform to express themselves and access information on different things, not just about training on mediation, but also on formal education. The tools are different from before. That's Amini Elawad from Bethlehem, where she looks after media and communications for the YWCA of Palestine. In her work, she says, engaging the youth is key, and to find them, you must go to where they are. Almost 86% of Palestinians have smartphones, and the youth is constantly plugged in to the internet. We don't have the culture of reading here, <laughs> and people want to get the information as fast and as short as possible. So they're not going to go, you know, to the newspaper and read it. We're not talking about old people, you know, all, like old men sitting and drinking coffee that might be reading in the newspaper. But now more of our audience are young people, you know, so young people are not interested in newsletters, news. They're on their social media all the time. So that's why we I'm focusing more on social media. 
Internet penetration is less in Africa, certainly, but still, people are moving online for news, says Maria. Groups can share relevant, targeted information with their members through closed groups and networks like this one in Kenya. And our youth-led organization has really, it's called the International Peace Human Rights and Development Organization. They've tried to use the different platforms they have, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, to just pass out all the relevant information to their youth members. So if something comes up about what the African Union is doing on silencing the guns, they post that, they send it out to their youth, they really publicize it so that youth can engage in important processes within the region. Young activists are doing entire campaigns online to get the word out about events, policies and actions. But an equally crucial function of social media is actually building connections. Online groups form important support structures and forums for community building. You can reach like-minded people across geographies and space, says Vera Saraquash in Minsk, the capital city of Belarus, where information in the mainstream media is still heavily censored and monitored. We use a lot of digital tools here uh, as it helped to reach out to a lot of people. Like YWC Belarus, for example, has a page on Instagram that's quite popular from our project we're doing about the prevention of gender-based violence in Belarus. And some volunteers that they're doing infographics and they collaborating with designers, so they create very beautiful posts that can reach uh, the audience and they like it a lot, where we talk about things like consent or uh, issues about reproductive health and reproductive rights. Even before the restrictions of lockdown and social distancing, she says she saw the tone of discussion shift. Online, people can express discontent more openly. They can challenge the system vocally. Discussions on gender-based violence, consent and sexual harassment have become more visible. We also had like the Me Too movement, but in uh, Russian-speaking internet, there was uh, a hashtag, Yani I'm not afraid to speak. because. Before, that was a taboo to speak about these things and it was a huge shame for women to speak up. We have even a proverb in Russian language and Belarusian, do not put trash out of your house. But to effect change and break the silence, you do have to air your dirty linen in public to draw attention to the problems and, by extension, the solutions. To broker such conversations, the World YWCA has created a virtual safe space model that can be used by activists anywhere across the globe. Vera says they have been doing these in Belarus too, using web meeting platform Zoom. A vir- virtual safe space where young women uh, can meet uh, online. There is also a moderator and with the flow of a conversation they share their emotions and their fears during the pandemic it was like this but it can also be used as a tool to speak about and to share emotions about other problems in our societies i heard that phrase a lot safe space in south sudan mary fatia's group let girls talk is nowadays working online the platform gives voice for survivors of sgbv sexual gender-based violence. Mary says that it too is. A platform which will be 
a safe space which would give young women platform, especially the victims of SGBV, those who have lost hope in themselves. They can still come up and speak. They can still have hope. And we have almost 90 girls and over 30 have been empowered already. And some of them have already gotten jobs within the YWCA and others are in other uh, opportunities that we found and sent them to. It's not just small groups. Mary in South Sudan and Maria in Kenya both say the pandemic has shifted their events to the internet. In Palestine, Amani says there are not just training sessions, but even counseling sessions in online meeting platforms. And this year it's been all it's all been virtual. So, you know, we're on Zoom all the time doing the workshops and it's working. And actually we were doing a series of youth panels, virtual panels. You can visit their Facebook page to see what's going on every week. Even in Belarus, entire conferences are happening online, a space that is more accessible to the youth and also more safe from hostile people. Vera says they even had a festival about sexuality education online. A very interesting festival that was happening in Belarus, uh, covering topics from the contraception to consent. <laughs> the event happened entirely on the internet because of the coronavirus. But she says it was better attended than previous years when it happened live. This is evidence that online events are gaining popularity as options to advocate and push for agenda. So I think the pandemic really showed us that a lot of things can be done online and uh, especially in advocacy, in, in doing events like this. So much more people can attend. It's, uh, it's not going to cost a lot. Because usually it's all done in, uh, in the capital, in Minsk. And not a lot of people can come to Minsk and participate and spend money on staying. And so it's much easier and um, more accessible. Of course, they needed government clearance and had to make sure only people above the legal age of 18 attended. But there were no hecklers, no picketers outside and no trolls. No, you still need a permission, but in all online space, you can make a closed event. You can filter people also if you're closing the event. As anyone who's been online knows, the sense of security is important. On social media, like Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, activists often get trolled and even threatened. Amani says ultimately you accept the risk of speaking out and when it comes down to it, you self-censor. It's hard not to to be to get that backlash, you know, no matter how hard you try, you know. You'll always get people who disagree with you. I think the best way here is just to ignore their comments and just just to spread the word and and just to, and to be careful of what you say and to choose pick and choose your your words carefully. So, yeah, I think that's the best way, but for me and you know, I, I've put up several comments or like posts when I saw regarding the killings of women and young women here. And I just say what I, I felt like saying, you know, of course, I think about what I'm going to how I'm going to be faced. And, you know, social media is all about freedom of expression. In Belarus, Vera says it can get ugly. Some activists have been prosecuted and detained, but still they continue to advocate. Some choose to have anonymous accounts, others adopt pseudonyms. Some of them are being anonymous 
and it's also understandable. I think there is no pressure from other people to be to show your face because everyone understands that uh, it can be not safe to publicly speak about um, about some issues. So the public nature of social media can be a drawback. Maria in Kenya points out that it also excludes women from participating. For a lot of women, especially in the third world, the internet is actually not that accessible. Sometimes there is no connectivity, other times there are power outages. And for older women, the technology itself can be challenging. How many women have access to technology? I think that's where the first issue is access. Currently, the young women, I wouldn't say so much about the older women who we have worked with, um, but the younger women, they do have access to social media. And finally, Amini sums it up. The messages they're sharing are not always cute and fun. It's hard to compete with cat videos and celebrities who are jostling for attention online. It's not easy, you know. We're not like, you know, YouTubers or, you know, uh, influencers who get like one million. But like I'm getting there. I'm getting to increase our followers and likes. And with the kind of focus, I feel that we're getting more engagement. I mean, there are posts that like reach over like 4,000 people and we are getting more likes every day. I, I get a notification. You're getting one like, two likes, three likes. Amani mixes it up. Videos, images, infographics, and she's seen engagement go up. Translating this into action is the next step, one she feels the youth are ready for. Until then, using the new tools of the digital age, these young women continue to fight for awareness, connection, empowerment, and representation. So for me, I believe that social media is beyond just connecting with people. It's a great tool for activism, you know? And if you're not using it for that, then what's the point of it? The YWCA movement mobilizes towards positive change by actively working on issues of peace, conflict resolution and anti-violence alongside our critical work building leadership and supporting local projects in communities around the world. YWCA's around the world support this goal through the development and mobilization of women's leadership, with a particular focus on supporting the meaningful participation of young women as leaders in advancing peace and justice in their communities, countries, regions and the world. By networking, organizing and acting for peace and justice, these young women are leading the fight against gender-based violence. Peace and justice form a very core part of the work at World YWCA and Norwegian Church Aid. Both organizations are members of ACT Alliance, with World YWCA represented on the board of ACT Alliance. You can find out more about our work on our website. Our handle is World YWCA on all social media. A Sonologue production.